Welcome to our podcast, Inside SAP S4HANA. There's no customer success without product success and project success. Today, I have a guest who not only joined us in three prior episodes of the podcast, but also was the very first speaker of episode one. Of course, I'm talking about none the other than Sven Deneken, the CEO of SAP S4HANA and the head of product success. Sven, welcome again. Hey, first of all, thanks for having me and happy birthday. Um, I heard that it's performing really well on what I hear. Yes, thank you. We did quite well indeed. We've now more than 50 episodes and over 62K downloads. Uh, by the way, the first episode with you stands at 3.3K downloads, which is for the niche that we're shooting at extremely good. That's good to know. And I'm glad I could contribute here and looking forward to this one. First of all, well, congratulations on your additional responsibilities. This has been a few weeks already. You're not heading product success only, but are also the CEO for SAP S4HANA. And there are many synergies, and I think this is uh, of uh, interest for our stakeholders here. Let's start from the SAP internal perspective. Very simple questions. What is on S4HANA's CEO agenda for customers and partners? What can they expect? What change will you bring? Yeah, so first of all, I'm, I think you heard about activist investors. Um, I think I would uh, paraphrase myself as the activist COO. <laughs> and that means that I'm definitely taking my product focus, the industry knowledge, knowledge about product organization into that role. And I think that just makes that job so much better. And, and that is for sure looking from a strategy perspective, the highlights that we have set out with, with SAP's agenda and the leadership of Christian Klein, Thomas Sauers, again, my boss, um, Jan Gilk, to reimagine, innovate and put more agility into what we do. And for sure, we're going to talk a lot about those, those key topics. Do you want to go, uh, me to go a little bit more into the details? Yes, please. Would love to. See? That already see the difference. Um, so first of all, there are a lot of topics that we um, are doing as an organization, close to 10K people, meanwhile. Um, and as for being the center of, of most what our customers care about, as long as they produce, ship, or get paid for what they do. And that's why looking at industry-specific, looking at how can we improve, how can we drive towards modularization is on top of our agenda. And that does mean that we're looking at all angles. And to start with, for example, all the topics with an I, integration. So how can we leverage to have a smooth end-to-end -end view around processes? How can we actually look at a suite that works together and brings the top from finance, procurement, supply chain, logistics, you name them. Um, it is also how we can constantly enlarge that portfolio, but also enable that strong collaboration between those different line of businesses that matter, um, how you plan, how you steer companies. And I think this is definitely on top of mind for everyone here in this organization, that an end-to-end -end process needs to be the actionable single source of truth. And by that, I mean a customer and a user and, and our clients do care less about SKUs or products, single products that care about functionality and helps them to have an interaction with their customers, with actually their environment. Um, when we come from integration, the next I would be intelligence because intelligence, I think, is something that many customers need to 
to have or need to gather much, much faster because those best-run businesses need to constantly evolve as SAP does. This means value-added topics um, like employee efficiency, for example, customer satisfaction. Um, in the cloud, it's net promoter score um, that you even use for your products as a client. They are top of mind. And this is why we need to look at all business models, how to renovate them, how to make them actually adapting to the needs, being a disruption or being at opportunities. And last but not least, I want to mention another eye, which is industry. Because uh, we all live in certain industries, actually plural, because each company has unique needs, um, but it's also leveraging a lot of those capabilities from different industries. Even if you are a manufacturer, you need to look at service business. If you look at service, you need to look at how you offer that. You have retail function, just to give you concrete examples. And those are the next practices that we develop and we keep developing. And here, I think on the big industry foundation we have, we make those building blocks really bringing them to life. And there are many, many examples that we'll go into, but I'm more than thrilled as, as the CEO of S4HANA to at least contribute and help those things work better and better and grow more and more and are adopted more and more in our, install, in our customer base. That sounds like a clear agenda, Sven. Integration, intelligence, industries. Let's now change the perspective. You said almost 10K employees. This is huge. This is probably the, actually the, the largest uh, ERP R&D organization in any IT uh, vendor. Um, how do you want to transform that huge organization moving on? Yeah, and, and you know, size is a blessing and a curse. So I think, as I, as I alluded to at the beginning, modularization is something which is very important to the market, to the clients, but also internally. Uh, some people say at the end of the day, you ship your org. So your product looks like your organization. And that's why organizational development and the way how you modularize where you set focus is at the end also making sure how your service at the end of the day is perceived in the market because it's not longer about just software. And there are a couple of fundamentals, but let me maybe again focus on the three key ones. First of all, a strong power couple between a product manager and a head of engineering is a recipe for success because someone, of course, needs to wear the jacket and make the call um, and someone needs to say what, but the other one needs to very clear, articulate and have the way to make clear how are we going to do it? And this leads to the innovations. And innovations happen not only but foremost in certain line of businesses. Let's make an example, value chain analysis, uh, climate 21 out of our sustainability portfolio, concurrent planning, um, self-auditing finance, you, you name it. And, and these are topics where we make um, this power couple really to define the best, but we look above the cubic line, how that works end to end. And here again, well, you guessed, you guessed it, I guess, before comes industry focus, uh, comes how can you provide that more as a service, which most people call cloud. And, and this is where also our industry cloud development will extend those capabilities, will make sure that we build and directly connect this uh, based on our business technology platform, collaborate with our partner ecosystem because it's not all by us. It is a lot via the partners. And this will, of course, leverage a lot from the technology being it APIs, extensibility, those services 
um, like for example, uh, process robotic automation, AI, you name them, integration that we look. At the end, and that's the third topic, is when you're going to get closer to customers, you need to look at an end-to-end business and you need to be outcome-focused. And the latter one is actually where you go away from just, quote-unquote, building code towards productizing it as a service. So if you look at the definition of software as a service, the as a service part is, the, I think, the most interesting one. And this is how, how often, how granular you can ship, like continuous getting innovation out to the clients. So those are the topics that um, our R&D organization is, is pretty unique, uh, pretty skilled, uh, but you're never going to stop. You constantly need to remodel, to look into how you achieve that mojo um, across and how you also reserve those buckets where you're going to go very deep, very specific. Sven, you just said, I think two minutes ago, that you ship your org and the customer might see the SAP org chart in, in the product. But you have a part, you have a big part of your organization that is actually really the bridge with the product implementation, leading the RIG, the regional implementation group, the customer care for cloud and on-premise. And this part of your organization has seen, or not only seen, but is responsible uh, for many go lives. And since we talked uh, in, in the first podcast, we had many new go lives. What trends did you observe? Yeah, and, and thanks for reminding me, A, on the time that I talked too much, and the second, <laughs> two minutes ago. So, and, and um, thanks for the flowers. <laughs> and, and second, absolutely, and that's what I meant. I think I personally, the organization and everything that we do needs to get closer and close and always stay close to the client. And uh, so I also have the pleasure to having that cloud customer care where the difference between the engineer and the end user is literally nothing because you keep exactly see what is used, this creates a very strong point of view what works, either by region, imagining the growth, the um, immense growth we have in APJ and specifically in China, where we have people also um, making sure that this takes off, um, where we see industries completely moving to, I want that as a service like ProfService, um, industry cloud trends like retail as a function, um, fit to standard, rising like I want to have the standard and start quickly and I can do complex later. Uh, hybrid situations like I have a certain part that I manage myself and I manage it well, but other areas I want to have as, as a service, so classical two-tier. And last but not least, we have also constantly refactored a methodology into our products called SAP Activate because we're not configuring and manufacturing a solution for each client. We're activating features and functions, and, and that is what you should, by the way, do if you're in an as-a-service. So those are learnings, which only you can have at that speed by being out there in the market, by sitting literally, today virtually, but literally on the laps of your clients. So I'd like to talk now a little bit a bit about the I before the ERP, the intelligent ERP. SAP had communicated a very bold target of automatization of ERP tasks using, you know, the classical technologies that are not mandatorily new, but let's say coming at SAP to a next level of maturity. So machine learning, robotic process automation, uh, all those kind of technologies that would do the job 
on behalf of the end user. So the end user could not lay back, but really focus on key tasks, exceptional tasks. How far are we on that journey? Yeah. Uh, so, so you, you obviously know, and, and I think we've talked before about that's very close and dear to my heart because everything that you can automate just makes it better for the end user. If the machine starts to help you, support you, even at the end of the day, going to from automation to autonomous um, ERP. But that's a long way, and that's why we decided to apply the right technology at the right uh, problem to create the right solution. And I'll remind maybe if, if you want on my blog to say it doesn't help to throw technology at a problem, if it's, especially if it's the wrong one. So robotic process automation, formidable. But where do you use it? Machine learning, where do you use it? But absolutely, that is, that is our own option to make that progress and recommend to our customers. And I do recommend, by the way, our open SAP course, how to build those things, how to leverage them, like how build chatbots and SAP conversation. How do I talk to my system? How to deliver value with intelligent in, um, innovations? So here we're giving our clients, our partners, a very clear view of how analytics, situation handling cases, for example, where the machine can start to help you to automate. And this is easily to find in our actually best practice description or, for example, our intelligent RPA store, where you can download them, test them out and see how you improve actually your own business processes at the pace uh, that you need. Uh, but with that technology, it comes as a service out of the platform. On the same journey, actually, there's product content, content for an industry, for countries, you name them. And your organization is in charge of that. And especially in, in charge of infusing this new concept into the larger engineering organization. So what's the purpose? What's the plan behind that? Yeah. So first of all, um, everyone and always we will configure solutions. Um, you do that in your private life when you get the next upgrade on your mobile phone and you check the settings when you install something new. So, so that type of configuration I'm talking as an aspiration. For sure, there's a long way from your personal mobile phone to actually an ERP solution who, who, who drives your business. But Hold that thought when we talk about product content strategy, because at the end of the day, what the team does, they build and they manage the build of this pre-configuration, um, also very much known as best practices. Now, some customers would argue that's a good starting point. Actually, that's already an achievement. If it's a good starting point and you create your own practice on top, absolutely. And that's why when we look into the portfolio and to allow what many people want, like a fit to standard first and a methodology like SAP Activate with the tools that help you to get a head start, this is how you get um, your time to value much, much faster. And that's actually what we're doing. We're doing that across all solutions with a very clear focus on S4HANA first, because there was where the rubber hits the road, as I said before. As long as you produce, ship, and get paid, um, that better you get fast. We've talked about core dimension on the product strategy. Let's completely change the perspective and have a look at those customers who implement ERP, IERP, mm -hmm. and all that we've just been talking about. What's now top of your mind when I ask you what are the latest success stories or the one you'd like to share now with us? Yeah. 
So and then of course I'm 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 biased as I see many, but from some I'm personally still involved because that that's where the reality hits the road. Like yeah, how you see how they're using it, how you see that they see those improvement, and I think um, our colleagues from Valley Engineering do a pretty good job also to to codify that. But let me give you maybe just two examples just lately. Um, a, a big professional service provider who actually is active in con- in the entire continent that we see actually here on the map below you um, if, if that picture makes it to the podcast which is Africa for sure a big continent where the classical things like how do you deal with different infrastructures how do you deal with different localizations how you build a data rich Africa-wide reporting system that you can make better decisions, strategic decisions. And, and this is just one example where I saw with very concrete clients how they leverage now automation at the get-go, where they leverage cloud at the get-go. There was not even a question. Uh, that standardization, while the same firm globally may use other solutions and has the bandwidth to do so, by the way, from SAP, this classical two-tier I see is a very important one. And, and this is where I think that leveraging an, an S4HANA together with the SAP analytics, uh, with our HR solution success sectors, um, spend management, those are key ingredients that every company uses. And here it came to life together at the same time and perfectly. And this at, at the end improves the use experience because where a professional service firm needs to be strong is having the right talent at the right time at the right place. And this is also where we redesign their from the finance out, um, how they steer, how they do the contact to cash process, which is actually the end-to-end process in the industry. A second one I want to mention is uh, as a subsidiary of a company um, out of Europe, but it is um, active in China, where we implemented a lot of those robotic process automation in that region, as we have the knowledge, the experts, and believe me, it's all about efficiency there. How you can, in the thousands, upload documents, automatically manage them, um, reduce the, the modern work that we have. How you can create bots that process all those orders to go through, thousands of orders to go through. How can you, not by batch processing, but by intelligently learning. And this is where we have a lot of good examples and we're co-innovating exactly with those clients to bring the latest innovation um, into also those products locally, but then we develop that also with the uh, with the attitude and with the with the goal to make them leveraging at the end also globally, and this only goes um, with clients who are coordinating with us. This goes with partners who collaborate with us uh, very much on this one. Last but not least, um, a topic closely to my heart, which is sustainability. Um, so thinking about climate, uh, thinking about actually circular economy, uh, to mention two important ones, even environment, health and safety. So those are topics where with big partners, um, I think we have an obligation as more than 70% of the worldwide GDP runs through SAP systems at our clients. Um, and they have an obligation, but also a very big opportunity to influence that. So those are topics we're going to hear more. And I don't even know where to stop other than I'm looking at the time that we're really trying now hitting the final round, right? And final question as well. Um, but it's an important one. You've talked about efficiency. 
I think we should add resilience, especially mm-hmm. in the time we are in. Um, and, and, you know, the trend clearly speaks for more cloud consumption. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's now the right time to start with S4HANA Cloud? Well, actually, there's never been uh, now. It's no better point than, than do it. Um, go ahead. Use exactly that. Why? Uh, not only because in the future there will be more and more consumed as a service. Um, and I, of course, could, if we w- only would have more time, go into platform as a service, infrastructure as a service, take, take those two actually as commodity. Let's talk about software as a service. With the right methodology, with the right attitude to activate fit to standard, with maybe starting with hybrid scenarios, because of course, Many people think about there's only the way cloud. No, hybrid is is the new black, but more and more you should consume as a service. This goes hand in hand with what some customers have. But if I look at, and we we declared it also in the last earnings, more than 40, 45% is net new business. And in certain regions, we don't even talk about the software as a service or cloud, that, that that's a standard. And I think this is where we are very flexible, very forward-looking, very scalable with a resilient global available service, um, which actually global is here literally, not only from a data center, but also from understanding how globally a company needs to work. And this is where we benefit good from both worlds and everything that we do. I think the benefit from, let's say, the best of both worlds, as you said, is certainly where most of the customer would like to start or go to the, to the next step. We take that as conclusion words. Well, then, thanks again for being with us, for being our guest today, uh, for sharing your insights and all the best in your new endeavor with the uh, your two, two-headed drone with the CEO and the head of PSCC. Yes, I, I enjoy it very much. And thank you. Thank you as well. And thanks for having me again. So now, if you all enjoyed today's discussion with Sven and would like to learn more, well, stay tuned for the next one. As always, feel free to drop us an email via insightes 4 at acp.com. I repeat, if you're driving, insightes 4 at acp.com and let us know which topics are of your interest. We actually get more and more feedback at the moment, which is great, and telling us that podcast consumption is going up again. This is the last podcast for the year 2020. So we're wishing you already a happy and safe holiday season. And we're looking forward to connecting with you all by a podcast the next year. So stay safe, tune in next time, and always be inside SAP s Bye-bye.